Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. You can always download this by going to the Permission Granted Podcast podcast feed. So you can simply search PGP, Permission Granted, Permission Granted Podcast. Any of those should bring you to where you can find just this podcast, or you can also find it on the DA Show's podcast feed as well. Just find the show's podcast feed, and we upload this every single week. Also inside the Odyssey app, although I will tell you this. Apparently, the Odyssey app has had a little bit of problems modulating the volume between the hosts or the shows, and the commercials. So some people have had some issues with crazy volume swings, and CBS Sports as an app corrects that. It flattens out more even sound between the two, more even volume, but that is you can't find our podcast there. I've noticed that in several other podcast platforms I listened to recently. Uh, other companies I won't mention, but three separate podcastable, uh, let's say, shows or places I've gone, for some reason of late, commercials way hotter than the host. So I don't know if that's a, uh, mm. I guess, a company-wide would be the wrong thing. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, whatever's going on with podcasts. Nationwide. A nationwide problem. Perhaps there's a modulation shortage. Hmm. Well, a lot came out in Tuesday's show. A lot came out in Monday's show as well. Now that Canadian bacon is over... Mondays was the final Canadian Bacon, and then Tuesday was the musical recap of Canadian Bacon, the best musical renditions. Season's done. Your work is in the books. You finished with a 3.5, which I know is not what you wanted, but overall, were you satisfied with the way the season went? Yes, I think there's two different forms of satisfaction. 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 There's two different forms of it. Uh, I was not always <laughs> satisfied with my scores, but I was definitely satisfied with the product as a whole for two months. 
because we we found our way to weave in highlights, talk hockey, which was a really important and productive year for the NHL in the postseason. More eyes were on it than we've seen in years, and I thought we did a good job covering it while having some fun and being entertaining. So I think I was really satisfied with that and definitely not fully satisfied bacon to bacon and a belly to belly with the oinks. In terms of the three-year run of Canadian bacon, we began it in 2020 because there was so little sports that we wanted to really take advantage of a tournament that was happening, not to gloss over it. You were a big Pucks fan, always have been a big hockey fan. So putting a segment in daily about what happened the night before in the bubble in the NHL playoffs was important content for us. And making a structure, but making it a little lighthearted with some funny funny stuff in there was great. Then we spin to year number two, and year number two elevated more of the puns, more of the funniness, more of the shtick. And that's where we got the upside-down mic additions, the Islanders run, having a good time, his personal videos at the end of games, hammered. Yes, yeah, some of our sound bites of the night didn't even come from coaches or players post game. It would be listeners making videos uh, or fans in parking lots suddenly became in year two some of our post game stuff. Billy Joel's overtime ending man was year two, season two. Yeah, Joel Erickson Eck scored a game winner for the Minnesota Wild in overtime. So that's where the Joel came in to create overtime ending man. And that was the start of Canadian bacon becoming such a big piece of of the show that it would lead to everlasting references. I'm not sure there was anything that happened year number one, but Overtime Ending Man has now become part of the DA show lexicon, so much so that we would all just say that if somebody wins any game, that's the Overtime Ending Man. So that's when it started to take that next level of creativity, of ridiculousness, and of some type of weight. And then this year spun it from a 5 to a 7 to a 12. Because this year, the addition of the oinks is a grading system, giving Pete the only vote on actual scoring with oinks, the elevation of the musical part of things, singing, and really getting into what your grade is and having that as a communal debate topic. Then... Between you and Pat, then the mythical five oinks. This year, Canadian bacon consumed far more of the oxygen of the DA show than ever before. It went from hockey highlights, hockey highlights puns, hockey highlights more puns, to hockey highlights puns meets America's Got Talent meets American Got American Idol meets, but wait, there's not 50 contestants, there's basically two. Uh, and just an explosion of tenseness because, hey, not a lot of sleep up late watching these games. Really what you think are creative ideas, only to have the ideas completely poured on. Or when an idea is finally hitting, only the execution stumbles, a couple words like a slipping figure skater. Just tenseness all boiled up. And there are moments when you watch the NHL playoffs, you get on the edge of your seat going, oh, any shot's going to settle it. Canadian bacon became that now where it's like, any word could screw this thing up in your quest for greatness. It's, I'm relieved it's over. But, yeah, you're right. It was just heightened to a new crazy <laughs> scale here with the Oinks. <clears throat> also, you donned a bacon outfit in front of a green screen. Cap put a green screen behind you so that he could run graphics. 
somehow this this mushroomed into such a bigger thing than it was ever meant to be. And I don't think you can put the genie back into the bottle unless, and who knows, hard to project the future, but unless next year we've already done the oinks and there's been a mythical five attained twice that the oinks themselves aren't that interesting anymore, the scoring, because we've done it already, but I don't think so. And we might have done this last week in the PGP or two weeks in the PGP where we talked about whether you bring back the oinks. And I have had a lot more time to marinate and think about this ironically marinate on Canadian bacon. I think the idea and the quest that I still, I still haven't gotten the five oinker, I think is one that the HBO 24 seven cameras follow around next year. Um, and maybe it leads to more content. Maybe it leads to, you know, Kaplan taking a ride with me to work one morning to talk, you know, where do you think you're going? I think filming the behind the scenes <laughs> and having it be extra production of, Quest for five oinks, a live inside look at 2023 Canadian bacon is something where the oinks continue and, and you, I just strive for five. I can't imagine not doing oinks with Canadian bacon, but I will say it does ratchet up the pressure on the segment and the host. And I remember at one point, I forget which Canadian bacon it was but it was right around where you were not getting the grades that you really wanted, the scores you really wanted. And my wife said, I think there's too much pressure on this. You can't build this up so much. That's when we were doing the full segment after Canadian Bacon. Bacon Bits would run 20 minutes to really break it down. And she said, it's just, it's too much. It's too intense. And maybe that was true, but... You had to step up your writing. You had to step up your your song skills. Pat felt like he was going into some type of steel cage match when he was going to do it. Uh, he was Jordan off the bus with the headphones on walking into the arena every time. It was an intimidating presence. He was confident, but he really worked at it. By the end of it, when we kind of pulled the rug out from under your feet and didn't let you do it the last couple of times... Caserta was a little nervous to do it. Like, boy, I'm getting thrown into the blender here. And then Bogish, when Bilotti had directed him, you were going to do it. Bogish is like, really? Like, I'm going to have to do... It was a lot of work, you know, because you have to write a script and perform a script. And it's, a, it's a whole other job. I had thought about, hey, I didn't ever have to do it this year. I did it last year. Like, it's only fair if I do it. But then there was a part of me that's like, that's a whole other job. It's a big... You it's need a lot in the time. Morning. It's a lot in the morning. Yeah, and there it's were the def- ni- it's a lot the night before too. Yeah, and it, look, I am not going to lie to the audience. There were definitely over the last two months some contentious moments between Pete and I. Now we're all fine, we're all friends, but like any coworkers would be, because I felt as if, and there were plenty of times in this, there is Pete, like the Wizard of Odds, grading me on oinks and firing off oinks, and and at times giving me undeserving grades. And yet here I am pre-show getting zero help from Pete on some of the other show stuff that has to happen. Now he does his own work while also, as you said, putting in the work to get this done while fried because I'm staying up late four hours watching all the hockey games. There were tense moments between Pete and I. There were, because I, I, I almost felt as if it was very tough for me to separate the Pete associate producer on the show from Pete the Grand Wizard of Oinks. And feeling like I was being put in a position to fail on Oinks by not receiving help from him pre, it, it, there were tense moments. Your wife was right. There was just there was pressure. It was, 
It boiled over. It definitely got to me at times. And then there were just days where I had to realize, you know, whatever he gives me on oinks shouldn't matter. And I feel like those were the days where then I was hitting the four (laughs) plus oinks. So is Cap the Wizard of Watch DA? Am I the Wizard of Odds? And is Pete the Wizard of Oinks? Yeah. (laughs) W-O-O, the Wizard of Oinks. I think that's fair. Because it is like the Wizard of Oz. He's just sitting there like he's casting over this mouse pad, and he's going to click a button and have, you know, basically actual pigs come out. And you're sitting there waiting to see what he's like, a puff of smoke from the Pope. Another part of this last couple of days was some behind the scenes on your life and what's going on with you and Danielle right now. And number one with the (laughs) shopping cart that you had taken from Michael's and you had, what were you buying at Michael's? Well, it's a whole, as you know, there's a whole shopping center there. Michael's is part of it. We had to run and get something at Michael's. It was like a walk we took uh, with the stroller and everything. Something from Michael's, something from Target, something from the supermarket. You go up, take a walk up, bring one big bag. You think you can get a couple things. Next thing you know, you're walking home with a bunch of other stuff. And I just didn't want to carry it all. I didn't want to. It was also paper bags because I only had one other bag. So I pushed a cart home and assured, hey, in an hour I'll head back up. I'll just walk this back up and I'll take a jog back. And that was six months later I hadn't taken that walk back up. <laughs> you never brought it back. And so Danielle said, you you have to bring this tomorrow back or you're not allowed to go in the pool. Because I've been spending a lot of time, my free time, whenever the kids are nap is in the pool. It's summertime now. And her opinion, when people, we kind of have an open gate in our backyard during the summer, right? We have the pool. We have the bar. Neighbors come by. Maybe family just drops in and out. We have the kids. And she was getting more and more embarrassed that to walk through to our backyard, you'd open a gate. I would have a shed would be the first thing you'd see. And right next to the shed would be this shopping cart just sitting there next to firewood. And to her, it looked trashy. And her point was, people keep going, I'm embarrassed by this. You need to bring it back. So you're done taking your free time going in the pool until this cart is pushed back. And I finally got the cart back. What is she going to think when you've described in the air your fantasies of a lunch lady? Uh, you had admitted on Tuesday's show that one of your fantasies in high school was Beatrice the lunch lady being naked except for a hairnet, feeding you underserved, uh, undercooked large chocolate chip cookies on the kitchen floor of the cafeteria. She's not going to like it. She definitely did not like the fact that I had taken my shirt off on Monday's show. I got to how many times do I got to tell you to stop doing that? Um, fair. And then my response and retort to that was pointing to the roof of the house. And she said, what are you doing? I said, do you like this roof? Let me continue being me. Uh, that was not a good look uh, for me. So I'm sure she's not going to love it. I'll tell you what kills me. The the social media clips and how quick Cap turns (laughs) over things doesn't help. Because oftentimes it gets to her phone before I've even had a chance to talk to her. So I don't know what her reaction is going to be. Some either get lost or ignored, and I just sit and root for that. That's that's that. You actually pointed to your roof and said, do you like this? Then let me be me. I was in no (laughs) mood. I was kind of tired. I was cranky. I didn't really get a nap. And, yeah, she said this, and I, I very... Very arrogantly pointed to the roof and said, "If you like this, just let me be me." Like she's not a full time, as if she doesn't contribute heavily to the bills. But that was me being smug and a jerk. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, so supporting to the sky. (laughs) Really puffing your chest out, popping the gold (laughs) chain. 
Mothership of the Movies is going to make a return this summer. We did not do it last summer because there was so much sports. Yeah, Remember, everybody be. was pushed back because of the pandemic and recovering from the pandemic. So, remember, we had an NBA Finals. In July. In July. Stanley Cup Final in July as well, I think. Yeah, very early July. I think 4th of July, We around that, we still had NBA and NHL for sure. Yeah. I think there was a three-week yeah. gap between the end of the NBA Finals and the Hall of Fame game, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so it went so late that we really didn't have a lot of dead time in the summer to do anything because then we were just right back into football season. So this year we have the normal break now from today up until the beginning of August is basically dead time until training camps open up and then preseason opens up a little after that, et cetera. Yeah, baseball's trying games with no announcers, so they're really trying to capture <laughs> us during this dead time. So we're going to re-rack Mothership of the Movies. We'll take sports movies and then break them down. And I think we'll do a four-movie run. Is that what we were talking about, four weeks? Yeah. And and a quick caveat, because you brought up Mothership at the movies on the air on Tuesday, and I didn't even get a chance to mention to you this off-air because it felt like a joke. But, dude, you had an idea where I would tell you at least eight different people com- commented on Twitch that we have to do it. People love the Canadian bacon Mothership at the movies twist. So I had suggested just tongue-in-cheek as a joke that we watched D3, Mighty Ducks 3. We have already done Mighty Ducks 2, which is funny that we skipped Mighty Ducks 1 with the original Mothership of the Movies, but we've all seen Mighty Ducks 1. I had never seen D2. And I thought it had the best hockey in it anyway. But I had said we watch D3, do Mothership of the Movies, and then Merez does Canadian Bacon based on the hockey in D3. Yeah, and I am not suggesting we do D3 because we already did a Mighty Ducks, nor am I even suggesting we do this. I just think you should know as we plan to do four weeks of movies that if we pick another hockey movie, maybe it's done on the PGP, a Canadian. I don't know, but maybe it is something to consider based on the reaction that are, you know, a very small group of our audience seem to give at that idea. So the Twitch D aliens were into a Canadian bacon based on Mighty Ducks 3. To the point I was actually surprised. I wouldn't bring it up if I didn't feel like genuine people were like, wow, that's that's a buzzing idea. I just, presenting it at the owner's desk, you know, stamp it, do whatever you want to do with it. Let's see how Mothership of the Movies goes, but it's something I don't think we should necessarily totally hand wave. Wow, so that was just an off-the-cuff suggestion and people really were into it. Yes, I was shocked. Shocked. Because we have a million conversations on the air. That one spark, that was rare that you get people unified on Twitch in agreement with something. Now we have two different chats going on, one on Twitch and one on YouTube. Now that we're on live on YouTube every morning, you can chat on YouTube as well if you don't have Twitch or whatever. So who is canvassing all of our comments? Cap is, but I like I don't know. I, I mean, Cap gives us when big comments come in. I have the Twitch up. Maybe we um, Pete sometimes jumps in on Twitch. Maybe I have him look at YouTube during the show. We don't want to ignore those people either. And no. plus, a lot of birdies have told us there's been Hurricane Jen sightings there, kind of like Bigfoot. Yeah. So, I mean, if Hurricane Jen is commenting somewhere, somebody should be talking to her and you know, reaching out. So Jen's out. not on Twitch, but Jen might be on YouTube. Again, unless this has gotten real deep and somebody's got a burner YouTube account of Hurricane Jen, real deep. But we don't think it is. We think this is the real Hurricane Jen. No, Hurricane Jen sends me DMs every so often, but I don't normally open them. Well, it could be anything. Yeah, or read them. They're... But she's around. She's still floating around. She just doesn't call anymore. Right, which is a shame. Yeah, I'm dying to hear from her. The farmland, everything. I'd love to hear from her. 
So we have to kind of see, yeah, what happens with the two chats. It's too bad that they're split. You'd like them to be unified, but some people just find YouTube much easier than Twitch. Well, Cap somehow has a new innovation for us. Maybe he creates an app that merges the two chats into mm-hmm. one, and now he could become a millionaire while continuing to run our stream. There's an office. There's an episode of Office, or many of them, where Ryan creates a an app or some type of thing called a woof, and that is everything at the same time comes in. So you send one message, you get like a text, a fax comes in, the phone rings. The same time. That's pretty <laughs> so funny. So that's what this this might be. So Mothership of the Movies is going to return, and I think four movies, four sports is the is the play that we do. One football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. I love that idea. I think that's perfect. And it'll have everybody longing for more, including us. And also, give, I, I'm into, give me a summer movie, right? Give me a couple summer movies, break out the bucket of popcorn, sink my teeth into and be real judgmental about managerial decisions in a fictional movie. I'm all about it. Uh, do you think Pete will be all about it? It depends on the day. I think it's the best way to answer that. Pete was annoyed today because his barbecue joint didn't have a good enough presentation. That was his trash. Yeah. Remember, he trashes barbecue restaurants that do that, <laughs> which was... Very interesting. Uh, he just wants to have them on a plate, not not something you'd have fries at a ball game with, which I thought was real old-fashioned. Uh, yeah, I think Pete would overall be into it, but, you know, again, Pete's like everybody's family member. You just never know what day you're catching them on, so we'll see. One thing I can tell is that whenever Shep is brought up, Pete just does not want us to bring it up. Let's move on. Let's change the subject. He has total Shep fatigue. Yes. Uh, uh, there was a slam of the desk. Enough giving him attention, I think, was told to me. Yeah, he just... I don't even think it's a dislike for Shep. I think he he has a dislike for talking about Shep, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Which, I hate to break it. You know, I've, I've given this a nice week-long <laughs> break. If Charles Barkley doesn't appear on TikTok, you know, I don't know where we're going for the third sound check clip. So there might be more to surface. Just telling you. So you would... You would do that in the face of of Pete saying, don't do it. To Pete's point, anything has fatigue, including Shep. So I can't come out here and trot out five days in a row of soundcheck with Shep for sure. And I could probably go a week or two without it. All I'm saying is <laughs> we're not done hearing him. <laughs> we're not done yet. No. We're not done No, with we're yet. not done yet. We might be done every day, but we're not. Like the, like the Patriots, we're not done. The We're Not Done <laughs> Network. Okay, well, have you decided if you're going to do kind of a a look back at the year that was with Bogish on Canadian Bacon on Side B? Yes, uh, and also room for improvement and, and just some other things that maybe we didn't get too deep into with Bacon. Um, you know, and maybe just Bogish, an honest, an honest feeling, not looking at Pete, not looking at you, where he overall felt, I'm going to have him grade me in oinks as a whole for the Bacon. Instead of an individual Bacon. Okay. I want his actual oink for how I did bacon in general over two months, <laughs> which was an idea I came up with as well. The official bogus oink of approval. I just really like that oinks are now the stamp of grading. It's the unit of grading something, scoring something. And as I said, I had family members arguing over whether they were oinks or squeals, which is a story for another day. <laughs> are they oinks or are they squeals? You listen, they might be more of a squeal. They're squealy because they're not the... Right. It's not a... Well, it's not a... Yeah, yeah. like you're saying. It's... Like you're getting that. It's like well, a horse. That's more of a horse neigh. 
It's like, a... <laughs> that's good. That's really good. You've been working on that along with your goose. So when I was describing my childhood, riding my bike oh, to the smoke shop to go get baseball <laughs> cards and comic books, why did that sound so old fashioned? Well, that didn't sound old fashioned, but when, when, well, did you ride your bike currently? Is that what you said? No. no okay. No. The way you described it in 2022, yeah, there's a baseball card shop next to my dry cleaner, and I went in there and I found my 1980s cards that were 50 cents. I'm sitting there, and Kaplan had the same thought was like, yeah, did you go to get the ice cream soda after? Like, it was like that, that sounded old fashioned dry cleaner and baseball card yes, shop. Yes. And of course, everybody has dry cleaners you go to, but the way you described one being right next to the other, Sounded like you were in a town in 1983. Like, it's just, what world are we in? There wasn't a Starbucks right there. It happened no. to be boom, boom. Uh, and you picture you riding like a yellow bike into town, honking the horn. Hey, Claire, how are you? Yeah, that was my reality. No frozen yogurt, standard malt ice cream shake, <laughs> Necco candies. Yeah. yeah, but then I went into this baseball card shop, and I got a little depressed because... My cards were still 50 cents from 1988. The new card for the new kids are five bucks a pack. And I'm like, how are, how is the, how is young DA at 10 years old today going to afford a pack of cards of five bucks? I'm telling it's crazy. And I will say that my daughter's being the first, like in our family of having kids, you know, whether it's my sisters or Daniel's cousins or aunts, they're constantly getting like, Five bucks, and they think it's cute. Taylor goes, puts it in her piggy bank. And these kids might have more money than me and my wife at this point. <laughs> but I sit and I watch them do this, and I say, I don't like this. Huh. Because now I, when you guys all have kids, I'm constantly going to be, what, packing 20s and shoving them in piggy banks? Or when Taylor and Peyton grow up, they're going to expect five bucks all the time from you because they're getting five bucks all the time right. from their aunts. And that's the thing. I think the kids are expensive now. I don't know what it's going to be like when they can go to like the mall or stores or you know dry cleaning baseball card shops mm-hmm. on their own. I don't like the trend that this is going. The price of baseball cards, the amount of money they get from aunts and cousins, and no, no, I I want out because I'm going to be spending money on them. And then what goes around anybody else having kids now? I feel obligated to do that. Stop it. Get me back to fifty cent baseball cards and the tooth fairy gives a quarter. <laughs> That's why that roof over your head is real important for Danielle. May not be there. These kids keep growing. <laughs> More shirts off. Yeah, shirts off means ratings skyrocket, <laughs> revenue pours. Entomans <laughs> can't wait for another endorsement deal. <laughs> All right, Bogues are going to join for side B to grade out overall Canadian bacon season three next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Howdy, doody do. It is side B of the PGP. How are you? Mraz here with the bogeyman, Andrew Bogish. And I could always tell where Andrew Bogish went to school because mm. he tells us, whether with his wardrobe or not, a nice Fordham Rams t-shirt. Actually, very nice. A little throwback on the Rams shirt you're wearing here, isn't it? I got a lot of compliments. I wore this one time, I think, on our show, and the, and the clip got posted, and people were like, whoa, where'd you find that? Like, people at Fordham didn't know that they had given this company... Uh, Ebbets flannel, the ability to make this shirt, but here it is. It's a beautiful shirt. Thank a you. A beautiful, beautiful shirt. Bogues, we got to get right to the important stuff here. Something about you. I mean, yes. Right. But it is, we are taping this on Tuesday, June the 28th. The year is 2022. Mm-hmm. The Stanley Cup has been raised, hoisted above the heads of the Colorado Avalanche. I was almost going to forget their name. We played a nice tribute to all the musical acts. On Tuesday's show, uh, kind of like a Lollapalooza of Canadian bacon, yeah. we went through and played most of the musical acts we could. Some good, some bad, some horrifying, and whatnot. Forget, uh, we, we can't keep beating the death how I I really, really felt, even if you didn't like the Soprano song, that three and a half was not a fair shake for me for the final episode of Canadian bacon. But that's fine. Look, I got to put it past me. I got to learn that suck it up, buttercup, as yeah. they would say. Off-season message. There you go. Use yeah. that for motivation as you work out this summer. I did want to kind of catch you, not prepping you, and say if you could really think off the top of your head and look back on the last two months, not on an individual basis, but on a scale of one to five oinks, what would you give my Canadian bacon as a whole over two months? Bigger picture bacon score. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, because as I said on the air Tuesday morning, you do deserve credit for creating what should be the official Chris Kreider goal song for the Rangers. I think that's legitimate. 
I think your Missy Elliott performance is an all-timer. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. I appreciate both of those kind words you said, and this is obviously coming off us playing the music. I do have a certain fear right now because we're only going to get this one score out. This is not going to be a debated score. I have a certain fear you are going to solely base this on remembering musical parts of this and not just thinking about Bacon in general. Well, it was more like um, giving you credit for the things that are going to, what's the right word? Like push past the constraints of Canadian Bacon. Let me present it this way. Pat Boyle's got the two fives. Historically significant, the first person to get not one but two perfect scores on Canadian bacon. The first one might be debatable, the second one is not. But Pat Boyle, in all of his perfection, I don't think he has a singular effort or a singular moment that will be remembered like the good of Missy Elliott or Chris Crider or the insanity of shirtless Sopranos. So how do you grade that? I also want to hold against you the smugness that you just, that you displayed at times pre-performance telling me and Bilotti how good it was going to be and really never making good on those bold proclamations. So okay. after all of that, and again, being ambushed with this question, I think I'd give you four and a half oinks for your season of Canadian bacon. Yeah. Even I didn't think you'd go that high. Yeah. I think, you know, four, two, five, but four, five will round up. I really thought you'd just give me a solid four. You're going to give me four and a half oinks because of entertainment value? Yeah. And like, and that even comes off the heels of, I was prepared to be even more critical of you on Monday. I didn't like Mondays. Mondays felt like you were mailing it in. And then took a turn with The Sopranos' dilemma. DA Game 6 took us back to Amelie Arena, where the Lightning three-peat dreams had as much life as a criminal with a pig heart transplant. Steven Stamkos would strike early, just 348 into Game 1, having everyone sing Tampa Bay, 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 Bay. Bay, bay, bay. With a 1-0 lead heading into the second period, many wondered, would that be enough? Would this be a classic Andre Vasilevsky game in net while facing elimination? But Nathan, crinkle cut fried the lightning goaltender. Here's Landis God looking for a centering pass. Extra skater is out there. Fire over one timer. Score! Nathan McKinnon with an absolute laser beam. One times it through Vasilevsky. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, this is a tie hockey game. Yeah, the game would be tied. And at that point, it felt like Tampa would need to play catch up. On this Sunday night, though, the fans were tense in the second. Fans in Denver thinking back to their last cup. The spring of 2001, just one month before Colorado won that Stanley Cup, Jackie Jr. was killed in the season three finale of The Sopranos. On this Sunday night, our Terry Bucco lacking in, woke up this morning, got himself a gun. Got himself a stick, already messed up the song. Bednar always said he'd be the chosen one. You're one in a million, you've got a 
cup to shine. You were born under a bed sign with a Denver parade in your eyes. On two for the Avalanche, Manson McKinnon. Back for Manson. Tapped over. Score! It's our Terry Lekkinen. It's a work of art. Both goals courtesy of Connor McGahee on the Avalanche Radio Network. That goal would be enough for Darcy. Oh, that camper in net. He made 22 saves, and that would be that. The Colorado Avalanche are Stanley Cup champions. Marie in Colorado still has not gone to bed. Now, post-game, perhaps we learn that CBS Sports Radio is very, very popular on the west coast of Florida because John Cooper turned into Shep, congratulating seemingly every team he could after losing. We played all these star-studded teams, and they found a way, and we just ran into one more brick wall. We just couldn't get through this one. But the three teams that we played were, I mean, they could be sitting up here out in the ice right now, raising Stanley Cup. That's how good they were. No truth to the rumor that John Cooper will be walking plenty of dogs in sadness in Tampa later today. And for the final time this season, thank you all. It's been a treat. That is your Canadian bacon. Three and a half. Had you had that wow. been a, so in any way a non-controversial performance, that would have been your worst one of the season. And I'm still prepared to give you all things considered a four point five. Wow. Okay. So this might shock you because I'm actually not going to get combative here about this for once. But I find that comment one of the most fascinating things that you've ever said to me on the Permission Granted podcast. You're welcome. And if I can explain. Please. Because everybody is clearly entitled to an opinion. I can't, if that's how you felt, that's how you felt. Like I can't, I can't go back and change that that's how you felt in real time and that's being brutally honest. But I will say it's so odd and so ironic that the final Canadian bacon of the season, the Stanley Cup winning Canadian bacon of the season I find there to be extreme disconnect from what I believe and from what you guys believe. And now there could be listeners rolling their eyes going, you argued over every oink. (laughs) But you just made a declarative statement that you thought that easily was one of the worst, if not the worst, Canadian bacon. Forget the song for a second. And you called it a mail-in job. Yeah. And Pete hated some of the lines. I don't think DA hated everything as much. But I must tell you that in planning that Canadian bacon... I was extremely conscious of the fact that I knew that was my last chance. Extremely conscious. While watching the game, the moment that second goal goes in, and I made that joke about, I can't believe it's Artari Lekkinen. I Lekkinen like that. I got to go back, and I got to go back to the drawing board. And that's when I went through the Soprano stuff, which missed, and that's fine. Not everything can hit. But I worked really diligently on that and thought I had really good... um, creative ways of kind of taking pot shots at myself with the, you know, the Pat Boyle pressure stuff. Mm-hmm. I had, um, you know, early on, I think I did the pig heart joke about the, the criminal. I tried to throw e- DA Easter eggs. I said, I went in knowing that I wasn't getting five winks. I said that Pete has never given me five winks on the way out of here, especially after my behavior. It's not going to happen. But I tried to, in my opinion, check off so many of the boxes of things you were looking for. And if I failed doing that, I failed doing that. And that's, Fine. In my mind, I didn't fail. I understand the flub and the slip up and DA not liking the soprano song off key. 
But to go to the extent of thinking that was one of my worst yeah. and thinking I didn't have effort, I, I I really am stunned that you felt that way. So a couple of things, just very quickly, house cleaning. Um, obviously, we're not going to agree on the level of subjectivity in Pete's winking of you, but I do think Pete is capable of giving you five because he still is nice Pete at heart. And would eventually, as much as he would maybe not want to, he would give it to you if you deserved it. DA said after that performance on Monday that it could have been a five, or even maybe it would have been a five if the Sopranos hit because it was such a big swing. I would have disagreed because I just, I didn't think anything around it was earth-shattering. And right. the game Oh, and because, I gave you the John Cooper-Shep comparison. Yeah, so that was good, the, the catch-up back end to the McKinnon crinkle cut. It was, everything was good, but nothing like really moved me. And I might've been victim of, of doing what myself, what I just said you kept doing. Like I was ready for you to destroy it in a good way because it was the last one. Huh. It was a Stanley cup. Now the game doesn't help. As we've always said and acknowledged three goals, Nothing happened for the last 30-plus minutes of the game. There wasn't even one last dramatic sequence to play. Right. In theory, 2-1 game to decide to stay in the Cup. It's drama, but not drama that translates to the segment we are right. doing. Or it also, there, there were other names out there that could have been involved that would have given us new places to explore, not having to go back to the Lekkonen well one for more sure. time. I would argue worst player on the Avalanche to have had to score that That's goal. That's fair. Plus, you're also working against the dude on the radio who's doing his own calls. You know, it's a work of art. Like, he's right. he's kind of jumping the joke in there, too, screwing you. So that's not helpful either. But, yeah, I just—nothing moved me to the point where that was going to be five-worthy, even with the Sopranos' perfection. But, again, it's all subjective, which leads to your frustration with not wow. always understanding where the winks are coming from. And this is where you ask the question in life. Are you a glass half full or a glass half empty <laughs> kind of guy? And I'm going to leave this PGP as a glass half empty kind of guy. And what I mean by that is, what, a mere four minutes ago, you told me you would actually give my entire two-month performance four and a half winks. Yeah. Which makes me feel really good because I put a lot of work into it. Um, and you don't have to do that. I dumped garbage on you. So for you to come back and that give me four true. and a half winks means a lot. But I can't wrap my head and focus on that. I'm only going to be able to wrap my head around the fact that I don't know where the disconnect lies. I don't know where, in my mind, I can't figure out why. And you're explaining, you're trying to explain, and you're explaining the best you can. But you weren't the only one who felt this way. Pete felt this way. And knowing how dedicated I was to that final Canadian bacon, and knowing that I did build the thing around to take a big swing with the Sopranos, absolutely, Da was right about that. I that was what the whole thing was built around. And I, I, I don't think I flubbed it as badly as everybody else flubbed it. But I do know that there was a flubbing. The fact that we come out of this saying how disappointed and, well, I just, I feel like there's enormous disconnect. And I'm going to walk out of this PGP glass half empty and in many ways feeling like a team that got eliminated early in the NHL postseason knowing it's going to take you so long to get back there to prove yourself better. You know what? I don't, I never mean to break your spirit, so I don't like hearing that. I want you to be always glass half full guy. Um, But Sometimes you got to lose before you win. It's a process. And maybe a year from now, you'll be thanking me and Pete for um, our rough grading or what you might think is unfair grading because it, it sent you back to the drawing board. 
different workout guru this offseason. Maybe you change your workout plan, change your diet, change your viewing habits. I don't buy the thesaurus. I don't know. Um, but maybe a year from now, you're back to being the undisputed Canadian Bacon King and Boyle and Connor chasing your foot, you know, in your in your footsteps. All right. I'm gonna leave you with these two points. Okay. My immediate reaction to what you just said just now. Okay. When you talk about changing things in life, I think I need to revamp my pop culture. Insert pop culture phenomenon, whatever here. Mm. What I mean is watch more movies other people are familiar with that maybe I've missed out on. Listen to some more maybe current popular music and not just get stuck in my own genre of like all the stuff I used to know plus the country music I know now. Like Trace Adkins. Expand my index of references the best way I can. Spend a year doing those things. Spend these next two months before football season doing these things. I mean, read a book. How do you think Connor knows that that Lekkonen's from Finland and then you had Finnish stats? I was going to say, I actually think you can find more in movies, TV, and music for the puns than you are books, but (laughs) that's neither here nor there. Uh, My other thought would be, and DA has posed this, and I think I've come full circle. The answer is yes to this, but maybe your answer is no. Do the oinks return next year? So, I think so, but I, I... as I said on the air, I liked the head-to-head. Like, I like the, the but combat. But does that get played out over a two-month Pro- Probably. Period? Probably. Is maybe, this an episode of Wild and Out? Maybe there's, like, once a week we do that on an alternating basis. The, you know, the people that go head-to-head. But I, I, I like things being graded. And I'm all for, I told Boyle this on the air, too. I'm all for a five being renamed Boyle. Hmm. Maybe. Again, this is live producing on the PGP. Yeah. The Canadian bacon continues as so. The oinks, I, I, there's a drive for five for me, trying to get five oinks. Yeah. But One maybe we have a Trash Tuesday, we have a Thirsty Thursday. Maybe Friday becomes Freestyle Friday. Whoa. I know we have a Target Demo Friday, yeah. but where that in Canadian bacon, it's a new opponent head up with me in a freestyle. I mean, wow. it won't fully be freestyle because we're going to script it. Right. But, but the, the wording works, Freestyle okay. Friday on Canadian bacons. Maybe that's the way to approach it. All right, so you get a Boyle, you get a Connor. And kind of like the fat journal, maybe I never know who my opponent's going to be. Now, the issue would be, unlike your fat journal where that could be taped, the production of having somebody well, watch. It could, it could be taped that morning. Right, but that's the thing. they got to watch the games before. they got to get up Friday morning. They have to have right. access to clips. It's, right. It'd be a little harder to pull off with outsiders. But if it's Connor, if it's Boomer, if it's people in the building... It's, it's doable. Well, we have a whole year to think about ideas, yeah. and I'm sure they will tweet them at us. And Bogus, your Twitter handle? Uh, at Andrew Bogus. Mine is at Mraz CBS. Have a great, sizzling 4th of July weekend, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.